Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos, and today's episode is presented by who else? BetOnline.ag. And look, the football season might be over, and I have to take issue with that copy. The football season is never over, but I digress. Basketball and pro college, uh, pro and college hoops, the postseason is right around the corner. And BetOnline has got the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and use promo code BLUE. B-L-E-A-V to get started. It's not just basketball. It is boxing, UFC, oh yeah, hockey, and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back into the pod. Uh, I've got a returning guest here. It's been a little while since we talked, but honestly, that's more on me. My eyes have not been quite on the ice as much as it has been in seasons past, but we're here to talk about Chicago Blackhawks here right now. He's the video game quarter- coordinator for the Jacksonville Iceman. My man, moving up in the world, it is Jake Wheeler. Welcome back, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. Uh, real quick, man, before we dive into it, congratulations on your job with the Iceman, man. Uh, you're cutting up clips. You're working with coaching staff. You're working with players. Just real quick, man, I mean, this is a bit of living the dream for you. Have you been enjoying your season with Jacksonville? I have. Uh, it's my first season, my second year out of college, and my first year in a hockey operations staff, especially here with a professional hockey team in the coast. So um, it's been re- really good. It's a learning experience for sure. Um, but I'm up for the challenge. Obviously, one day my goal is to work in AHL, NHL. So kind of working my way up, uh, making some connections, doing some good work. So that's all I can really ask for myself right now. And then um, and we'll see what happens in the future. Well, congratulations on that, man. I've always enjoyed your perspectives, which is why I always enjoy bringing you back on the show. And we're bringing you on to sort of catch us up on the Chicago Blackhawks team right now. Unfortunately, a team that, you know, there's a Bears offseason going on. The Bulls are trying to make the playoffs. And this Blackhawks team even when it looks like they take a step forward, they take a couple steps back. So let's maybe just start at the beginning of the season. You know, they go out and they get Seth Jones. They really change a lot of things on this team. And they it, all of a sudden went from a rebuild to a reload. And I coming into the season, I think a lot of people had high hopes for the playoffs. And I think a lot of analysts and a lot of experts around the NHL felt the same way. If you can take apart the side of what happened with the Jer- Jeremy Carlton era in the first week or two of the season, what was it, 0-8 or the terrible start it was. What are the flaws on the ice right now that the Blackhawks just can't get around that has them sitting at the record that they're at, which is at the bottom of the standings in the NHL? I think it's just team defense. I know last year we talked about it all the time with shots yeah. on goal, defensive zone coverage, and all of that. And I think it's still that. I mean, you bring in Seth Jones. I'm actually a big fan of his. I think he's a good defenseman, whereas, I mean, other people will look at his analytics and, I guess, not really think so. But I, I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, obviously, you bring in Marc-Andre Fleury. He's a really good goaltender, won the Vezina Trophy last year with Vegas. So I I just think, though, the other defensemen, like surrounding Jones, obviously, you have a lot of young guys, Stillman, um, Caleb Jones. Obviously, you're, you're kind of cycling in between maybe Kalniuk, Mitchell, Bowden, um, some of those guys. So they're still young. They're still learning. Um, so, but you have veterans like Jones, Murphy, McCabe. Um, so I, I just think it's the overall team defense. Um, 
they need to, in my opinion, get a, a way to get a, a legit like top four left-handed defenseman, maybe pair him with Jones, pair him with Murphy to kind of shore up the, the blue line a little bit. But I think that's the biggest challenge with this team. They can score goals. Like, I don't really think that's that big of an issue. Obviously, you have DeBrinket, you have Kane, um, Kubelik, Hagel, Taze, Doc, like you name it. But it's just defense. Like, defense wins championships. And if you're allowing 30-plus shots a game, you're not going to win very many of them. It's a great point, and man, it's just uh, it's the broken record with the Blackhawks now for going two, three years running. I was looking it up, and like Dahan's like minus fifteen, and they were counting on him this year. You know what I mean? It's just not working out. So, you know, what does this team do? Not to get too big picture, because I do want to talk about a lot of other aspects of the team, but defensively now, they've tried the young approach. They've tried the veteran approach. You know, where do you think this team goes from here? Do you think that they have to go back out to the free agent market, like you just said, and try and find that that defensive that defensive stopper on the left side? Can they really strap it in and hope that these young kids mature? I mean, what what direction do you think that they need to go right now? Because the clock is ticking on guys like Kane and Taves and all these other offensive players that you already mentioned. So I I, I mean, you have Jones, Murphy, and McCabe locked up all for three plus years. So obviously they're not going to be moving. Um, but one guy that kind of stands out for me on the left side is Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks. He's a very good left-handed defenseman top. He plays top four, top two, whatever it may be out in Anaheim. And he does a, he's had some good seasons. Obviously last year, I think he was injured for most of the year. So he didn't play that much, but I mean, up until this year, Anaheim recently has been kind of a mediocre team. So considering that and he's played pretty well I think he'd be a perfect guy maybe pair um, McCabe with Jones and then um, more of a defensive and offensive guy and then you have Lindholm and Murphy obviously Murphy being defensive you can have uh, Lindholm play a little a little bit more offensively and then you have the third pairing of maybe like Stillman Jones um, Mitchell Bowden or mm-hmm. Kalaniak like whoever you want to rotate through that third pairing um, that way you don't have a lot of pressure on them because if they're playing top four minutes um, th- when they're like just like rookies or are, are pretty young, obviously it's a lot for a defenseman to take on. So I think a guy like Lindholm is one guy that really stands out to me um, as a possible guy. Although the question is, will they have the money to do that? Obviously you have Brett Connolly's contract. You have Tyler Johnson's contract. Um, so oh, you just need to find the money to do it because he'll probably command maybe I'd say anywhere between six and eight mil a year. That's kind of what I'm, I, I guess he probably will command, especially on the open market, but like, we'll see what happens. I mean, this team recently announced that they're, they want to be a rebuilder. So who knows if they go out and get a Lindholm, um, maybe they'll just try and stick to who they have in the pipeline, but um, I mean, this is this will be uh, GM Kyle Davidson's first offseason, so we kind of don't know what what his what he likes to do yet. I mean, maybe I mean if it, if it was Bowman still at the helm, I could see him going after Lindholm. But since it's Davidson here, I don't know. I think he might just stick to the rebuild pattern, and in that case, you don't go after a guy like Lindholm. Yeah, and you just mentioned, you know, we they finally settled on a new GM. It is Kyle Davidson. He's going to be coming in, and as you mentioned, you know, he's going to be focusing on a, on a rebuild. And if you can 
uh, briefly reiterate what we were just talking about on the pre-pod. We're taping this on a Friday, um, so people are going to be listening to this over the weekend. But this just dropped into our little bucket before we hopped on. You know, talk about some of the moves Kyle Davidson has made, and maybe is that a precursor of maybe some roster changes to come to as well as he looks at this top-to-bottom roster? Yeah, so about I think it was maybe 30, 45 minutes ago, Elliot Friedman tweeted something about how uh, Mark Kelly um, and Ryan Stewart uh, Mark Kelly being a the VP of scouting, I think, and then Mark Kelly was an assistant GM. They both were let go by the Blackhawks um, and Kyle Davidson. So Kyle Davidson's kind of starting the the retool, I guess you could say, of of the front office, kind of like bringing in some guys that he wants to bring in. Um, obviously, these guys were here when uh, Bowman was around. Um, so I, I think these will be precursors to maybe some roster changes. Um, Obviously, this whole roster is Bowman's, um, and I guess you could say Talons to, to some degree, whether you consider Kane, Taze, and all of them still Talons. But um, I think Davidson's going to do it his way. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens, um, whether that involves maybe moving the guy like Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze or whoever it may be. I guess we'll find out. Um, I mean, they have one more year left under contract next season, and then they're unrestricted free agents so who knows um what the future is going to hold but um it's Kyle Davidson's team now so obviously he's not Stan Bowman so he'll look to do it his way rather than uh rather than follow behind Bowman and and as also we were talking about it before you know we're seeing this in Chicago sports a little bit where let's just take the Chicago Bears as an example right now when you move out not just Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy you're not just removing maybe the decisions that you're willing to criticize and the things that they do and they don't do. But what Kyle Davidson is doing right now is he's removing people who are attached to certain players on this roster right now, maybe a little bit too in love with their investment because that's kind of how it works, right? Is when you draft or sign a guy, they either have that success or they don't. You're really kind of pairing your relate your reputation to that said player. Now they're bringing in people with fresh eyes to objectively look and say, you know, and I hate to say it because I love, my man 19 here, I love Captain Sirius, I love Patrick Kane, but maybe they do need some people to kind of look at this and kind of view this a little bit more. These are numbers on a page, and how do we maneuver our salary cap right now, and what do we do with a player like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, and even more importantly, maybe a Marc-Andre Fleury this year and moving forward to maybe try and get this thing turned around right away. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our presenting sponsors, NordVPN. Now look, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online and with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either and plans start at under four dollars per month so what are you waiting for grab your exclusive nordvpn deal right now if you go to nordvpn.com slash believe use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v you get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee nordvpn now back to the pod um a lot to unpack right there let's just start first with uh mark andre Fleury. Um, obviously didn't get off to a great start this year. We can do a chicken and the egg of, was that the defense trying to, you know, come together? And that was him 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically just taking machine gun shots all over the place, trying to do the best he can. Looks like he's kind of short, uh, shorted up a little bit, played a lot better. Uh, Kevin Lankinen has not been great this year. I know we talked about him a little bit last year. Um, what's your take on where Mark Fle- Mark Andre Fleury is right now? Uh, do you think he should probably be on the move? And um, you know, obviously, do you think he's in the Blackhawks' long term future? I'm a big Flurry fan. Um, I think he's played pretty well this year. Um, obviously, the defense, the way it's been playing in front of him. Um, realistically, since Davidson came out and said that this team will be rebuilding and that they're going to take three, five years to shore it up. Um, realistically, he should probably be on the move. But uh, when he was brought into Chicago, um, Bowman uh, and the Blackhawks made a promise that if he didn't want to move, they weren't going to move him. Um, obviously, he was contemplating retirement after the trade. So, and recently, Friedman had uh, tweeted something out about how um, – he was leaning towards staying in Chicago. Um, so I'm, I'm fine if they don't move him. I think obviously him being traded from Vegas, he wasn't really expecting it. I think he was obviously caught off guard and, and not, I guess, probably too pleased about it at the time. Um, so I don't want obviously to have him have a stain on Chicago and the Blackhawks. Um, so realistically, yes, they should look to move him. They could probably get a decent haul for him. Um, but if he doesn't want to go, I wouldn't force it um, because you'd rather, I think you'd rather have a good outlook on your team and organization, um, especially if you promise the guy something rather than trading him for assets when essentially last summer, you gave away a lot of assets when it came to the Seth Jones trade. So it kind of hurts that remark where you kind of in the middle of the road, whether you're going to be rebuilding or not obviously last year was a bit weird with the Jones trade, but then you bring in flurry, Tyler Johnson and all that. But um, I think, I think he's going to stay um, future wise. I could see him staying maybe another year, but yeah. Can I ask a quick question? You know, cause yeah. this is all kind of revolving around, I think maybe the same thing and, and, and you know, the game intimately, I, I get it. You, you get a great haul from him. Blackhawks don't have a first round pick unless it's uh, it's highly 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 protected, right? I mean, they got to get one in the top two or something like that. Top two, yeah, it. yeah. Thank you. Um, but you know, wouldn't it be advantageous for if you're trying to fix your blue line and you're trying to fix your defense? Wouldn't having a goalie that's a veteran goalie behind net isn't that one of maybe the quickest ways to maybe accelerate a maturation process for a young defensive player? Um, you know, it can work hand in hand, right? Where I, I, I'm just imagining a you know, young defensive player grinding out a possession, doing what he needs to do, being in the right spots, and then a goalie lets in a soft goal. It can be deflating. But if you yeah. have a veteran there sometimes, can that speed up the maturation process for a young defenseman sometimes? I don't know about a young defenseman. I definitely could think maybe a young goaltender. Um, obviously, the Blackhawks don't really have a deep goalie pipeline aside from maybe Camesso, and he's in college still. Um, but – I mean, it certainly will help a defenseman because the goal, like the goaltender might know like what's about to happen. Um, maybe they can predict something. Um, maybe make a desperation save every here and there. Mm-hmm. Like they've been around for a while. Obviously, Flurry winning um, a few Stanley Cups, um, being in the playoffs a lot. So I think it can definitely help a young defenseman knowing that he'll have a veteran goalie to bail him out um, in case he makes a mistake. But I, I think 
having a guy like Flurry around would be good for um, a young goaltender because obviously they play the same position. Flurry's been uh, again; he's been around for a while. He's won a few Stanley Cups, so that could be very beneficial. Although with the season, obviously Lincoln is having, and then Arvid Soderblom, he's been up in the NHL for a while, has not had great numbers when he's been playing. Um, so maybe, but like I said, the issue is their, their goalie pipeline's not that deep aside from maybe Juca Meso. So, um, I think right now he definitely can bail out some of the defensemen, um, if they make any mistakes, but, um, I think you want to have a guy like that for a younger goaltender, um, to help him out and kind of learn the ropes a little bit. Um, I'm in agreement with you there. Let's, uh, let's talk about Cannon Taves. Let's start with Taves first, because uh, this might be a little bit more easier to digest. Just getting back on the ice now. You know, let's be real. I mean, this guy is going to have his number retired in the rafters at the United Center when he's done playing. But also at the same time, I would say that his market value right now is probably as low as it's ever been. You mentioned he's got a year left on his deal. Where do you see this all heading for Jonathan Taves right now? I can see two doors, me personally. One is... He comes back next year healthy, plays pretty decently, and then the Blackhawks could try and find a, figure out a way to have a team-friendly deal to be, hey, help usher in this new era at 4 or $5 million a year instead of the top notch that he was getting. Or you try and hope that he plays well and you trade him or you let him walk from free agency. Next two years for Jonathan Taves, if you could call it right now, what do you personally see for him? I think... I think he'll probably stay. I could see the same thing with Kane too, not to digress to Kane, but yeah, um, no, I, I think their futures are going to be on them and not so much the team. Um, obviously they've been Blackhawks lifers. Um, and obviously Tay's been the captain for however, however many, many years now. Um, but I think it's going to be up to what he wants to do. He's already won his Stanley cups. Um, obviously he's played a lot of hockey over his career. Certainly you'd like to go and win, maybe one a few more Stanley Cups. See that that'd be nice. But I think it's gonna be up to Taze. Um I mean maybe he retires after next season. Who knows with some of the health um obviously issues that's been going on recently. Mm -hmm. But um I think I think he's gonna stay. I think he'll probably be a Blackhawks lifer if I had to guess. Um but again you you never know. This is obviously now Davidson's team, like I said, who knows what he wants to do. Um whether he wants to try and get assets for him or keep him and try and make him or turn him into a Blackhawks lifer. I mean, the only guy that knows that is Davidson. Um, but I think, I think it's going to be up to Taze. Um, ultimately, if he wants to be traded, he'll be traded. If he wants to stay, he'll stay. But um, obviously the only guy that will make that decision again is, is Taze, whether um, the cups from, 10, 13, and 15 were fine, or if he wants to try and make uh, another run with another team. Um, but now to digress into Kane, I think that he's in the same boat, honestly. Um, I think you could get more for Kane, certainly. Obviously, he produces a lot of points. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have the, uh, the longer injury history. Um, but again, like he's been a staple of this team for um, however, however many years now. And um, I think it's, it's going to be up to him whether he wants to leave or he wants to stay. I mean, like Taze, he's won his Stanley Cups. So it's not like that's really an issue. Obviously, you'd like to win more if you can. 
But it's going to be up to him, I think, whether he's going to decide, decide his own future, whether he wants to stay and help out this this younger Blackhawks team or he wants to maybe go and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, if they get traded next year um, or I guess any time before the next contract, I could see them getting traded maybe at the deadline, maybe re-signing with the Blackhawks in the offseason. That way they can have a chance to win with the team, get some assets, and then – if they want to keep playing after that, just come back to Chicago and finish out your career. Then um, I could see that too. But again, um, is is Kane worth a first round pick in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still He's worth. Yeah, because I, I mean, think... I, I we we wear the Blackhawks colored glasses here, where I still think Kane's amazing. His points per game is still right there. Granted, the goals have been down a couple of years, but still, like the dude's making plays every single night. So across the NHL, he still is revered the exact same way at thirty two. I think you could get a first form. I think you could probably get um, a good prospect form as well. Yeah. Maybe a, a tad more, but I think the Blackhawks would also have to eat some of his salary and probably they'd have mm. to probably retain um, close. Cause to you half, can't just take on half. a 10 million. Not a lot of teams can just take on a 10 million. No. Like that. So yeah. I think they're going to, if they were to trade either one of Kane or Tays, they'd have to eat up some of the salary, maybe even bring in a, a third team to retain some more of that salary mm -hmm. for wherever they could potentially go. But I think Kane could still fetch a pretty good haul. Um, Taze on the other hand, I mean, if he goes next year to another team, obviously I kind of, I kind of hope that they both stay lifers. Um, you don't really see that too often. I mean, look at Keith now up in Edmonton. So obviously he's not a, a lifer, but um, I think Taze, could probably fetch like maybe a second round pick, maybe a third and a decent prospect. I just think with his injury history and I, I guess his production, but his defensive ability is top notch and his obviously leadership is top notch. So that's pretty valuable when it comes to playoff time. Um, but again, you're going to have to eat some of that salary um, because especially with the salary cap, not rising um, as much as it had planned on um, you're going to run into it to, salary issues um with most teams um and obviously the good teams will be right up against the cap the bad teams are the ones that won't be right up against the cap so you're gonna have to kind of maneuver those trades if they were to happen um with the salary i'll just remember i'll never forget when they won that third cup in 15 it you know it you're kind of shaking your head right because you know three cups and yeah three cups in six years it's pretty incredible um in any sport to be able to pull mm -hmm. off that kind of dominance and be on top of the hill for that long and i remember kind of having the conversations of you know you start throwing it out there a friend goes hey can they win a fourth one and i remember saying you know i don't even really care what happens i just thought the coolest thing would be that if we still had a 35 36 year old kane and taves in a cup you know what i mean like yeah, going for a, getting a fourth cup like Ray Bork style. You know what I'm saying? Like really at yeah. the very, very, very tail, tail, tail end. And maybe they're not like top line players anymore, but they're still out there making plays. I thought that would be the coolest way to round out their career. So I'm rooting for you with the concept of, you know, they buy in and they stay Blackhawks. It's just, it, it's just this the directionlessness of the organization for the last like few years has been so difficult where. Yeah. We've already done the rebuild. Wasn't working. They tried this quick 
Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo reload, it didn't work again, and now they're trying to do another rebuild. You're just asking yourself, how long is that really going to take to get back to the NHL elite? Because let's be real, the Blackhawks are pretty far away, right? Pretty far away from contention. I mean, I don't want to say – I mean, yeah, you can you can describe it. How far away are they from contention? It's pretty they're, they're a few years away. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think the big thing right now is they need to find their permanent coach. Um, obviously – Derek King, I think, has done all right. Um, but Davidson needs to decide if he wants to stick with King and the coaching staff or change it up. Um, because obviously you want to bring in a guy who's gonna who you want to lead your team. And Davidson might very well bring in bring in his own guy, just like he has with some of the front office already. Um, so but yeah, over the last few years. I mean, going in between rebuild and contention and rebuild and contention. I mean, like I said, I'm a big Jones fan. I think he's a pretty good defenseman. Um, he started off the year really well, um, at least offensively he did. Um, but giving up a lot um, in terms of assets when you when you came out and said before that you were going to be in a rebuild, obviously, like – bringing in one guy isn't going to change the whole landscape of the defense. Um, you're going to need a few players to help that out, not one guy. Um, and that's what I think hurt is the fact that they gave up obviously Bockfist, who's a, who, yes, he was a young defenseman, but um, I would much rather have Jones over him um, to be honest. Um, I, I think Bockfist has a lot of offensive ability, but he was playing a bit timid um, and he wouldn't take over the game in the offensive zone, like I hoped he would. Um, Cause you could see like Eric Carlson, like skills offensively from him, but mm. Carlson would take over the offensive zone um, with the puck. Whereas Bockfist would just look to dish it off to Kane or, or another, another player. And I kind of wish he would ha have taken that confidence with the puck and it would have maybe created more looks for other players or himself in the offensive zone. But I, I digress. But um, and then, of course, giving up the first round pick for this upcoming year um, also hurts a lot because they're not very good. Um, so it's looking like it's going to be a top pick unless, of course, they um, make it to the they win the lottery. But in that case, right, they have to give up a 2023 first round pick. And the top two players in that draft is Connor Bedard and Matvey Michkov out of Russia. So like you like both of those players are incredible players. Um, Michkov has been, is being compared to a goal scorer like Alexander Ovechkin. Obviously mm -hmm. we know how good he is. And then Connor Bedard kind of has similarities to a guy like maybe Connor McDavid. So like, do, would you rather give up the pick this year? Um, because you don't have those two players in this draft and then hope that maybe you can land one of them. Or would you rather get the lottery this year um, and then give up a 2023 and hopes that you're a little bit better. I mean, it, who knows? I because who's the probably... who's the top guy? Who's the top guy this year? Like La Lafreniere or am I? Saying right. Yeah. Okay. Lafreniere was drafted in um, 2020. I want to say by the oh, Rangers. Okay, that was last year. Okay, cool. 
Let's take another break to talk about another one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Now, tons of people, they take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash believe use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v again athleticgreens.com slash believe check it out today athletic greens take ownership of your own health these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens now back to the pod you bring a really interesting crossroads right and i think if you're probably kyle davidson i think he would probably want that 2023 pick right yep and you get your cap in order a little bit you make some decisions on roster you make some decisions on coaching staff you hire jake wheeler as a video game as a video coordinator you know what i'm saying (laughs) you bring them all in (laughs) but no and then and then actually you get a you get a real bite at the apple i guess like the thing is can and I don't want to get we're, – we're not going to do the off-the-ice off the stuff today, but can the Blackhawks fan base hang with a Blackhawks team that really needs to bottom out next year to be able to even have a bite at the apple of those two guys, right? I mean, because I know that the ball the balls can kind of bounce your way a little bit, but at the end of the day, you do kind of – you do need to play the percentages a little bit. I mean, I think if they stick to a plan, I could see some of the, like the fans kind of sticking by them. Um, but, like like – we've talked about they've been bouncing back and forth. Now, no one knows what direction they were going in until Davidson took over. So mm-hmm. like when you have a team that should be rebuilding, but they want it, but they want that team to make the playoffs, obviously. And you give up assets like this year's first round pick, like obviously like a lot of the fans won't be too happy about that. But if you stick to a plan, like a rebuild, obviously you can draft one guy Look at Toronto, for example. They they announced the rebuild years ago, and they drafted Austin Matthews. They signed John Tavares, and all of a sudden they're like Boom. a contender. So yeah. it it might not take five years. It might not even take three years. You can get that one free agent signing, the two free agent signings, that one draft pick, and they, they can kind of turn around the franchise. So um, I think I've I've always been a fan of sticking through the rebuild. Um, that way you can be successful for longer rather than trying to retool on the fly. And then you're going to have to just keep going into this rebuild cycle. Um, I'd rather just get the rebuild done and over so you can contend for a while rather than, like I said, continuing to have to go into a rebuild every few years. Yeah. I'm getting on board with this too. I mean, it's funny that there are, there are more striking parallels with the Blackhawks and the bears than probably people want to really admit because the bears are in the same boat where it's like, if they can just, I know we got a new coach and Justin Fields, all this stuff, but like for one more year, they have to be really careful with their cap. They don't have their first round pick this year. That's going to hurt a little bit, but if somehow they can get their cap in order, don't kick money into future years, get that in order so you can hit the ground running next year. The bears aren't Mm -hmm. winning the super bowl next year. They want to compete and maybe, maybe go to a playoff game. That'd feel great. And Justin Fields arrow pointing up. That's it. Other than that, get your cap in order so you can really hit it running and give yourself the best shot at really getting back in the mix on this stuff. Because I think 
when you try and do this retooling on the fly, it's just this little incremental thing, and then your margin for error is super small. And if that mm -hmm. doesn't work out, then all this shit, all, all the other stuff starts to slide down a little bit, and then yep. you're in trouble. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm right there with you, and hopefully if Blackhawks fans can hang out for a little bit, and maybe if they can retain uh, a Kane and a Taves, and, and, and honestly, let's be real, with Jones – it's his first year of a long deal, man. We paid him the money. He's not going yeah. anywhere. So you hope that you get those prime years out of him in years two, three, four, when hopefully when that rebuild is kind of over and we start to see some more results. Two more things for Jake Wheeler here on Bet on Chicago. Uh, the first one is, um, should I or should I not be concerned with Kirby Doc? What have you seen from him this year? Um, you know, young players mature at different times. Obviously, the Blackhawks famously, you know, kind of, uh, gave up on Tara Vinen pretty early on, who became yeah. a solid hockey player. Uh, what are you seeing from Kirby Doc this season? You know, it's not showing up in the box score. What do you see on the ice that I should either be encouraged or discouraged by? I mean, he's he's 20, 20 years old, 21 years old, something like that. So he's still pretty young. Um, not Obviously, you mentioned Tara Vinen, where he was all right with the Blackhawks, but he really blossomed with um, Carolina. Um, but I think – you let him develop a little bit behind Taze, um, learn from Taze, kind of like what we were talking about with Flurry and, and a goaltender. Um, and he's been, I think, decent defensively. Like he's been winning more faceoffs. He's been kind of in position and and maybe um, stealing the puck away from players. Um, so he's been doing some good things defensively, but obviously those things don't show up on a score sheet. So I think. Again, the issue too, right, is just the amount of youth on this team and and all of that. Um, like, if, if he was playing, I'll see on a night to night basis with Debrink and Kane, I'd expect points after points after points. But mm -hmm. um, it really depends on who he's playing with because I know um, Derek King likes to to mix with mix the lines a little bit. Um, so if he's playing on third line, fourth line, obviously he's not going to be putting up the points. But if he plays with Debrink, it um, Kane, um, obviously you expect the points, but I think for right now, I, I think don't be that concerned, but in a year or two, if he hasn't really progressed all that much, then I'd start to worry a little bit. Well, the, the, the big trait with him coming out when he was drafted was playmaker and you got to mm -hmm. eventually start seeing that a little bit as, as time moves on. And yeah, I mean, this seems to be kind of a perfect time too, as well, where, you are going through a moment where you are rebuilding a little bit, you know, as you said, you know, maybe get him some of those second line, the second line shifts a little bit and see if he can continue to mature and progress. And again, yeah, I, you know, I, I think a lot of fans and myself personally, it, it really depends on who you're paired with. And we've seen that, you know what I mean? Sometimes when guys get paired with Kane, next thing you know, they're making money. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knew how that would work out? Um, yeah. So my, my final one for you right here on bet on Chicago as a betting podcast, if someone's going to go to betonline.ag right now and throw down a pretty little nickel on an NHL team, you know who do you like? Uh, who's favorite for the Stanley Cup in your mind right now? Uh, who do you like? And I don't know, is there a dark horse? Maybe someone that might surprise us. I actually like Vegas a lot now that they got Jack Eichel. Um, yeah. uh, he's been playing really well for them. He scored a, a nice goal last night. Um, so... I'm a big fan of them. They'll get Mark Stone back for the playoffs. Um, they put him on LTIR to make room for Eichel. Um, I think they have a few other injuries as well. Um, Vegas, though, I've bet on. I think Tampa, too. I think Tampa's still a good team. 
obviously they lost Gord and, and Coleman and, and Barkley Goudreau, but they brought in Be- uh, Belmar, they brought in Bogosian, um, Corey Perry. So they, they replaced some of the depth, obviously not as good, not really in their prime, but um, I think Tampa and Vegas, Colorado even too. Um, I think Colorado's uh, really good. Um, I think they should make a play for another um, forward. Um, if I were them, um, maybe get them over to hump a little bit, maybe get some more um, depth scoring. But I, you, you can't go wrong, I think, with Tampa Bay, um, Vegas, or Colorado. Man, Tampa Bay, good little run for them, huh? What is this? Yeah fourth year in a row of them being i mean the elite of the elite of the nhl am i right or is it three i remember after 2015 um quinville made a comment to um john cooper about how they were next and that's coming to fruition now yeah about how i mean they've won back-to-back cups but i think this is probably the fourth year because they had a really good team what three years ago um and they got bounced around one to columbus so this is probably the fourth year in a row for them um but I think uh, I, I think you can't overlook them. Um, maybe if they add in, add another forward, um, I think that would help them out a little bit. Uh, maybe take some of the weight off some of the younger guys or some of the aging um, veterans. But you can't go wrong with them. They're still Vasilevsky and Nets. So um, either one of those three teams, I don't. I think it's a pretty safe bet. And just maybe just to put a bow bow on this whole thing too is like. Vegas out of the womb is like a Stanley Cup contender. <laughs> like, do the Coyotes just like look at that and just be like, "What the fuck happened? Like, what do we what do we do wrong? What happened here?" I mean, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, good for I, the Kraken. I mean, the Kraken can now dream, and it is there is a blueprint that you can be an expansion team and immediately not just contend for a cup right away, but contend for multiple cups for you know multiple years right out of the you know inception of your franchise. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's a singular thing in sports, right? I can't think of another expansion team that burst on the scene and then maintained its success. Well, I think what helped them out is obviously the NHL hadn't had an expansion team in a long time. And a lot of GMs were looking to get rid of some bad contracts. So they would throw in assets. Like they got Shea Theodore for free, and he's one of the best best defensemen. Flurry, obviously. They got Alex Tuck for free, and he got traded in the deal for Eichel. Um and you, they got Jonathan Marchessault for free because Florida wanted to get rid of Riley Smith's contract. And both of them combined with William Carlson for that top line. So I think I think the GMs were smarter with the Kraken um, expansion draft. And they weren't going to give up as much to get to keep a player or a certain guy. Um because obviously you look at Vegas. I mean, they, they got a good team right from the start. They got Flurry. They 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 got draft picks too. They got a second round pick with Flurry. Um wow. and like they they just had a prime, a prime start. Um obviously they had a lot of cap space. They were able to get Pacioretty and Stone and Petrangelo. Um, they've had some good picks as well, like Nick Haig, and they got um, Chandler Stevenson from Washington and he's turned into a good player for them. So um, I just think they just from the start they're from the start of their inaugural season, they just had the the chips fall in place for them um, with the draft and free agents and trades and all of that. And it's just 
really worked out um, wonderfully for them. Jacksonville Iceman's video coordinator, Jake Wheeler. Man, thank you so much for coming on to bet on Chicago, man. Um, been too long, man, and that's on me. So we're going to have to try and make this uh, sometime soon, dude. And uh, real quick, throw out your socials so everyone can uh, just follow your stuff. And, uh, you know, as you're making your way, hopefully through the NHL, we can uh, follow your success. Yeah, let me – I don't even know them off the top of my head. Let me pull it up. Uh, Insta, Instagram, jake.wheeler24, and I think – Twitter might be Jake underscore Wheeler 24 or something like that. So, um, yeah, video coordinator, Jacksonville Iceman, uh, down in the, the coast. And um, uh, feel free to follow my socials there. Yeah, dude, just honestly, man, congratulations. You know, uh, the last time we talked, um, that was not the position that you were in, man. And honestly, I'm just really happy to see, like, good people moving their way up, man. You got a dream. You got a passion to be involved in uh hopefully nhl or hockey ops in some sort of capacity dude you're on your way and it's cool to see those steps as it goes along man so i like surrounding myself with people that do that so good for you man thanks so much for coming back on thank you man i appreciate it thank you for, for having me back and definitely uh gotta talk blackhawks hockey again here in a few months once the season unwinds and the off season's about to start yeah, right on. Maybe when they get that second or first pick, and when yeah. all of a sudden now we're like, oh, whoa, wait a second here. We'll see what happens there. Uh, today's episode of Bet on Chicago with Joey Christopoulos was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. We are also sponsored today by NordVPN and also Athletic Greens. Great deals in conjunction with the Believe Network, so make sure you check that out to get in on some of those great deals. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. We got plenty more coming the rest of the week, so make sure you come on back. Until then, be well, be safe, please be good to each other, and remember when in doubt, always bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.